Hello and welcome to the movie podcast. My name is Daniel and today this is our spoiler cast for The Batman. Joining me on this ride through Gotham City is Shabazz. Hello. And Anthony. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you tossed around the idea of doing a voice on your head. I did. Yeah. And then you did the voice. So You can do the voice with me? We can't do two voices. What yeah. was your voice going to be though? It would be similar to Shay's voice. Try, okay. try it. I want to hear it. I can't do it anymore. Aww, I have to like prepare myself. Takes a couple of minutes. Takes, uh, takes some time. <laughs> I need some you, makeup for Mike Marino. You'd be, be the worst Batman ever because you 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 couldn't even go stop a crime because you'd be taking so long to perfect. But I voice. don't have to talk. You'd be the silent Batman. Yeah, like like Robert Pattinson. He, he doesn't really talk. He did. He says <laughs> one. Word, like he has a, enough minutes after he. <laughs> <laughs> He has yeah. enough time to think of what he's gonna say. Exactly, and he's not a witty Batman. Voice. Yeah, I think yeah. Daniel Daniel Line would probably be like witty Batman. Yeah, and then you'd be all like, "Well, is this Batman or Spider Man? Who? Why? Why are they cracking we, jokes?" We'd be witty Batman, and then Anthony'd be like, "The door's open." Like, well, yeah, never, walked off. Everyone's dead. Everyone's Batman. dead. Joker. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name. You could have said it faster. This is the movie podcast spoiler cast for the Batman. So from this point forward, there will be full on spoilers for the Batman. If you've watched this movie, we know you've watched this movie because you clicked on this episode and you want to get all the details for Unless this you're movie. Some sicko who just loves spoilers. Yeah, you sicko, get out of here if you're listening to this. No, no, stay. No, please stay, stay. download the episode. It's good. It's good. Uh, I'm so excited that we get to talk about this movie now without any restrictions. We could talk about everything that we've saw we could spoil the hell out of it uh but i just want to remind you as always you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single monday and watch out th throughout the week for our review episodes and all the latest movies and series check out our turning red review which is out right now we love that movie and we want to we want you to hear our thoughts on it um and make sure you follow us on instagram twitter tiktok and letterbox at the movie podcast you can also write into the show at Hello at the moviepodcast.ca. You can also give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Join our Discord. Give us five stars on Spotify. And you know, just come hang out with us. You know, we have a lot of fun things planned for March and April, especially. April is going to be a really big month for us. So stay tuned. You do not want to miss what we have going on. Um, this is kind of a free for all of this episode because yeah. this isn't a standard review. We are just talking about everything that we want to talk about with the Batman. So, like, how are you guys feeling? You, you guys have seen it twice now. I saw it. A th I saw it for a third time. We're probably going to go see it again. Yeah, we're we're a week and a half removed from seeing it from the first time. So, I, I guess I want to start off with how did you guys feel seeing it for the second time after having almost a week off of watching it? How did it change how you felt about the film? I'll get you to start, Shay. Uh, you know, it was it was more exciting. I think we we also went with a bunch of friends. Uh, as well so kind of just looking over seeing their reaction to when things were happening um, was also the most interesting part but I think this time what I really enjoyed was I yeah sorry that was the Batman theme playing yeah, as well I was too like, what's he doing <laughs> here it was it was this playing so it was the Super Pets trailer that was right. coming in. Sorry about that. That's no, okay. I, I it interrupt me more, please. It's, it's not Keep stopping. Going. It's Keep not going. stopping. Why haven't you stopped playing it's it? It's not stopping. Sorry, go on. Turn off your phone. Yeah. Um, so watching it, I think this time what I liked more about it was I got to pay attention. I got to finally realize, okay, I'm watching this movie. I can kind of take everything in. Because the first viewing was just this excitement that I had of w watching the Batman. And fear, I and think. And the fear. Yeah. But this time I really got to like, pay attention to what elements of the movie I knew were upcoming and I really got to break it down. It's still a real gem for me. That's what I love about it. It's it's even more of a real gem for me now. The realest gem. The realest of gems. Yeah, the righteous gems. The righteous gemstones, yeah. How how did you feel watching it the second time, Anthony? Oh, it it's it's amazing to watch the second time because you can actually focus on what you're watching rather than just trying to anticipate usually when you watch a movie the first time you're like, "Oh, what's going to happen next?" What's happening? You just get caught up in that the that whole anxiety celebration of it. Of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, the second time I was able to like really focus on the story and understand where, you know, oh, that's, you know, the Riddler and in the beginning and he's watching from the, the mayor and all that, like just little things like that. Um, and just tying the story together because a lot of times with detective style or crime style movies kind of get lost yeah. with 
certain parts of the plot this time you try to become a detective detective yourself right while watching the you're movie. just like okay this oh i don't know i don't get how he got to this point or now i do get it so right it's, it's good the more you watch it the more it explains itself yeah you have uh, the appreciation for it you're just going in you know what's going to happen so you just kind of go for the ride right yeah so little things like that um i enjoyed the second time around what about you daniel uh, it was great, honestly. Like the third time, the third time, the third time. Let me tell you guys, when you get to the third time, that's when shit really pops off. No, the third time I found I was watching it, um, I was watching with my dad, and I was just noticing so many more things in the world that I didn't really see before. Um, the first two times I watched it, I didn't realize how much of the dropheads, like the drug mm-hmm. of the of the movie was kind of referenced. Like there were billboards all over the city yep. for it. Obviously, we had the character with the mask at the beginning, but. We had them at the warehouse scene later with the penguin and everything too. Um, they were they were all over this movie, so I think definitely going forward, whatever Gotham PD show we have or whatever Penguin show, they're going to be playing a big part of that because they were very it was very established in this movie, and I wasn't expecting it to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Um, seeing I think all the videos that have been coming out now about like oh you missed this and you missed that, or you now that you know where the Riddler's kind of been hiding in this movie when you're seeing like the iceberg lounge, you see the light on in the Riddler's room. Um, so th- if you're, if you're watching the Batman again, after the first time Batman leaves the iceberg lounge and it does like a wide shot of Gotham, you see like the train and everything like that. Look for the building that they find the Riddler and you actually see the silhouette of him in his window. Um, and that was something that I learned through like a new rock stars video. So I'm like, I'm excited to watch it again and look out for that scene and just I, like everything was woven so beautifully together in this movie. And I think that's what I appreciated about it so much. Batman goes to the Iceberg Lounge three times in this movie. The first time is Batman. The second time is Bruce Wayne. And then the third time he just sneaks in. So like there's like these little moments that kind of build onto themselves. And there's these callbacks throughout the movie that I think I just that worked so well for me in this. Um, And I think John Turturro, I think, is just so amazing in this movie. And he dies. And I'm like, fuck, I would have loved to see this guy in this world longer but it gives me hope maybe if they do that gotham pd show because it's a prequel maybe we'll see him as a big part of that show mm-hmm. like i i would love to see him in that or if they're the penguin if there's flashbacks of him working with john turturro and like they go kind of back and forth like he's such a great talent and you don't really get to see him in roles like this so seeing him as like that mob boss uh falcone i i love that like i thought yeah. he was such a standout in this movie i wish they did like the falcon the Falcone that we've seen, so the Falcone. Sorry, the whoa, 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 whoa! The, the Falcone, whoa. the Falcone, the Falcone that we've seen in movies always is the bad guy. Like he's painted as a bad guy, but yeah. even in the comics, he's more of like the Vito Corleone. Like yeah. he's very necessary evil, but like he's not evil like he's portrayed in this movie. Right. So I would always, I would, I wish we we were able to see him, you know, yeah. be that necessary evil, but not like I killed your mom and yeah. Like, and maybe I killed your parents too, Bruce. We don't know. You know, like I, we I wish we saw more relationship between him and Selena, because I think she's still like she just gave up on the whole family thing. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wish I wish to see him again. I think he did a fantastic job as Mister Falcone. Falcone, and and it's and it's Falcone because in in Batman Begins it was Falcone. Like they really Falcone. Really, they they uh, emphasized they, they emph- emphasized that last e on the name. So you get so Falcone. confused between Falcone and and Maroni and yeah. just like they they're very similar characters. Yeah. It's like they're both mob yeah. bosses. Yeah. Maroni, he's a fall guy. I'm the brains of the organization. That's a little Dark Knight reference for you. A little Dark Knight reference. Yeah, it's it's a it's such a great like his performance. I think was was by far just what I wanted to see from John Turturro. I think John Turturro can sometimes be seen as, you know, the slapstick comedy guy. And I think the Transformers films really, um, you know, painted him in that light. They made him such a joke. But when you see him in other things, like I think about the the night before, the night after, the one with the Riz- Ahmed, the, the HBO show. Mm-hmm. The night of, the night, the night of. of. Sorry, <laughs> night before, before after, no. It was present. that night. It was yeah. that night. Pre- <laughs> present night, the night of. I think he was also so good in that. And then in this movie, he is... He embodies that role so perfectly. Like it is Oscar worthy his performance. He 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 was such a star player in the show as a supporting cast, and I love that it takes a while to actually see him in person. And what this movie I think does so well is keeping us in that perspective of Bruce. Is that Bruce even sees him through the contact lens on Selena, and it's not until like we see him at the funeral scene that we're actually seeing him 
in in who he is right because right? they do such a good job of making him like this big looming figure right and even at the funeral it's like oh the guy who's only the only person who's more recluse in gotham city than falcone is bruce right, right. And, I, and i love that you saw that that dynamic of them and i love that we learn a bit a bit about you know bruce's past with like tom his dad thomas and the fact that thomas wayne saved falcone because he was shot and like i i love that we just kind of see that that you know bruce's parents aren't like these morally um clean characters that we've seen before they could i have no doubt that they were great parents but it's nice that they're not squeaky clean like we've seen them before like they were in batman begins where they again i love that and i love that they were that beacon of goodness for bruce but i like that there was there was a dark side to that too because yeah. that Bruce has to get that from somewhere, right? But even like Bruce is not squeaky. Like look how he deals with criminals, right? So it's Gotham brings out the worst in you, but you just controlling that worst and how you you know get to that point is right. really what sets you apart from being a villain or a hero in Gotham. Um, one thing that uh, I think we didn't get to talk about in our review, obviously, because we were keeping it spoiler free, the opening to this movie is terrifying mm -hmm. with the riddler it mm -hmm. starts with his perspective of the goggles and he's just like looking through the goggles there's a lot of emphasis on eyes in this movie too just the way the eyes are lit shown and then it cuts to the inside of the mayor's house with like the riddler standing behind him and it's not until he moves that you see it and then when the tv light turns brighter you see like the riddler's eyes are like glowing mm -hmm. it's like really creepy and then he just attacks him right and that kind of parallels what we see later with Bruce spying on Selena, you know, same, very similar type of shots where they're just kind of like back and forth looking. A lot looking. of voyeurism. Exactly. A lot of voyeurism. A lot of voyeurism. But what, one thing that when we learned this and we knew about this, but we didn't know how much um, it was influenced, but the Zodiac Killer, and that is our true serial killer in San Francisco and California that, you know, stalked people during the, I guess the 70s and... Yeah, 70s and 80s. Yeah, late 60s, 70s, yeah. And just... Taunt, would taunt the police, taunt the media. Yeah, and very similar, like, Matt Reeves based the Riddler off of that person, that character, using ciphers and yeah. taunting the Even cops. the mask with the glasses. Even very, the it looks exactly like the Zodiac. Remember that scene in Zodiac where he's coming over the mountain and there's the two... The, the the two couples not the mountain the, the hill the hill oh, the, the picnic there, there's yeah. a couple and yeah. he's literally wearing a mask very similar yeah very I, similar. I had so I I rewatched the Zodiac before I saw Batman again yeah and I I had to fast forward that scene because I'm like I can't watch that scene. it was it was such a nice day outside I'm like I don't want to watch the scene because it's so upsetting it's yeah. so depressing there's so much about the Zodiac yeah. that just upsets you and and what I like about you know what Matt Reeves has done is he, he's taken a lot of elements from even Mindhunter. Really, yeah. really kind of delving into the the psychology of, of of these serial killers, and I know that we haven't really talked about it yet, but I, I, I'm gonna bring it up right now because I brought up Mindhunter. There, there was a scene cut from the film. There was a scene cut from the There's film. A scene cut from the film of Bruce going to meet with Barry Keoghan's uh, unnamed Arkham prisoner. Right. Well, we can say the name now. No, nah, I was about to. Yeah. Joker. I knew you were going to do it too. Joker. I knew you wanted me to do it. Yeah. Also, the speaking Joker. Of, also the the pronunciation thing. Barry Keown. Barry uh, Keown. Barry Keown is the pronunciation yeah. of the name, right? B Keown. We've, We've been calling him Barry Keoghan. I call him, I'll call him Barry Bees. Barry Bees. Yeah. <laughs> G is silent. We, we G is silent. It. You and Anthony. We found it on like a YouTube page of people him. pronouncing names. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I literally typed it's called it in. Silent G's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a YouTube page. Because real G's. It's yeah. like very like Saoirse Rowan. Saoirse Ronan, yeah. Yeah, you just didn't think that's how you pronounce it. So yeah. I, coming from an Irish background. You? Not me. No. Him. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. You're Irish too? I'm Irish. There's a lot of problems you have. Um, Barry Keown, yeah. yeah he's the Joker. I think Barry Keown is the Joker. First of all, we all kind of knew going into it that that's kind of what it would be. And we were all excited that it happened. Um, but there's a scene cut from the film where, you know, Batman goes to meet the Joker. Yes. And it's very mind hunter esque. You know, he goes to understand the psych psychology behind the Riddler. Uh, that scene is going to be released hopefully in the next coming weeks, maybe hopefully soon. Or at least for Matt, the physical release or the Blu-ray. Yeah, because Matt Reeves said he just wants to drop it soon once more yeah. people have seen the movie. So I'm excited for what that's going to look like because, man, that is 
it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think Barry Keoghan is is such a great choice. He is, and and I think what's what's cool about the scene is very mind hunter, very just like Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, going to meet with the person to get into the mind of the serial killer, um, and it obviously shows that Batman has had a run in with the Joker already in this world in some capacity, and either is responsible for him being an Arkham or knows of him being an Arkham, and that's why he wants to go and meet with him. Um, I will say. One, it's not even a negative of this movie. This movie had such was such a high for me. This movie's such a ten out of ten throughout that you could have even removed the Joker scene, and it still would have been a ten out of ten for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the fact that they're so they they were like, you know what? Let's establish this world more. Let's build. Um, I think it's great, and I think what the scene does so well, which I think because we we were so shocked that Joker's in it, or so excited that Joker's in it. It does give closure to the Riddler's kind of story in this film because you get to see the Riddler see that his plans fail, failed, right? And I like that, that he was upset and he was angry that his plans didn't go through the way he wanted them to go through. But even though the Riddler did win in this movie, when you think about it, like everything the Riddler did, he brought the the shitty ass people in power out into the light. Uh, Falcone's dead. The mayor is dead. The police commissioner is dead. Um, he blew up the the barriers to the city, so the the Gotham is flooded now. He was successful in his plan, but I think what he wasn't successful in is he now Batman is that symbol of hope for the city now. And I think Batman at the end of this movie realizes that he even says like vengeance can't be my way. I have to be that to give the people hope. Yeah. Right. Cause when you see that guy on the, on the bridge, uh, the joke that who was wearing the Riddler mask, sorry, that was the guy that he ran into at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Who said, I'm vengeance to Batman. I think that was what Batman realized. Like I can't be vengeance anymore. I yeah. have to be something better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so cool. What a fucking good but movie. He could do, he could be vengeance when he, when he gets angry When he gets angry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, when he pummels that guy, the the greatest thing about that scene is you can see everybody's fear. Like this isn't Batman. Like, no. Even the way you know Selena Kyle Catwoman reacts to him pummeling that guy is fear. It's it's general fear, and that's not what he wants to create. But having a Batman start off that way is such a beautiful way to start this redemption arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, he didn't. Another thing he didn't accomplish was Bruce. Like getting Bruce. I think that was yeah one thing that he, he I think he really wanted. I think that was the end result too. Bruce being um killed or or taken care of right but that whole like misdirection of does the riddler know who bruce, bruce wayne's Wayne alter ego is and but here's the thing though he may still know he may know now because he didn't get him like yeah. the bomb didn't get him it got alfred so the fact that he didn't get bruce could have also been his way of trying to smoke out oh shit batman was bruce was in there Batman wasn't there, which means that Bruce may also be Batman. I think mm-hmm. that scene is one of those scenes that we would study. One hundred percent, like that that confrontation between Batman and the Riddler was was so masterful. The writing is so specific. The dialogue is so specific. The way the camera is showing each of them is so specific. Again, like you mentioned, Daniel, the only Batman and the Riddler really only ever meet with a barrier in between them. The whole movie, the whole movie. they never meet face to face, and it's not until that. the very last. 45 minutes this film do they actually ever really meet they meet but it's still with a barrier between them. So the barrier yeah so it's very interesting to see where they're going to keep going with that character because what we know is the riddler's still alive he's in that prison does he come back to meet him again does the riddler escape like how do you move forward right we have two shows coming out that will be continuing to develop this universe forward and we know according to matt reeves right now we're not moving towards the Joker yet. We're not where the Joker isn't this this villain that's going to be popping up in the next film. This is something that we'll probably be seeing in the Gotham uh, PD show as well. Sure. And what I what I love about that scene, Shane, they mentioned that we could we'll study it. That scene is so masterful because even before that, you know, when Batman is at the crime scene with Gordon and everyone kind of looking at the evidence of the Riddler's uh, apartment, you know. Batman sees a sign on the door on the on the wall that says I like I see the real you and Batman assumes that the Riddler knows who Bruce Wayne that Bruce Wayne is Batman right and as he's leaving Batman's saying goodbye to Gordon like it's the last time he's going to see him as Batman mm-hmm. because he's saying like you're a good cop because yeah. he, he figures shit the Riddler knows who I am I'm going to be ousted I'm about to be ousted I'm about to be taken down and then when we go to the actual uh, Arkham it almost the way it's shot makes it feel like 
bat by the end of that scene it turns from the riddler looking like he's in prison yeah to batman looking that he's trapped in because batman's like punching that window like he's the one who's trapped in there right like he's trying to get out like yeah. he's trying to get out and then he goes crazy to uh like to his next uh because right after that that's when um is that when uh when um alfred's blown up right or is that before? No, that's before. That's, that's before. before. That's before. So Alfred, Alfred has already been blown up at that point. Yeah. He, yeah. he, I think he goes back to. He was like, "What have you done?" And he leaves. He leaves, and he goes back to his his apartment. And I think that's where he figures out that yeah. the Tucker tool can. Yes. For carpets yes. And stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I re- I really enjoyed that scene. I think Paul Dano and that that whole sequence where he's like Bruce and he keeps Bruce saying Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne like. Bruce Wayne, yeah, being there, he's like shit. He knows who I am. Yeah. Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. We, he's the only one he's we never got. Get. Yeah. And oh it's my like, god, what a turn! And that's when he like, oh, you still don't know who I am. Yeah, you it's, dummy. It's, it's, it's actually at that moment, right when he says that line, that you get a close up of of Batman's eyes, and Batman looks down like shit. I've been found to looking up like oh thank god like yeah. there's like a sigh of relief just in the eyes yeah. yeah again the eyes throughout this movie uh are just so there's so many close-ups of eyes so many close-ups of just this movie takes its time again it's almost three hours well like what it's 247 255 255 minus about seven eight minutes for credit so yeah. 240 there's a lot of moments that this movie just takes a moment for looks for just mm-hmm. to focus on something and and i and i like that because you're it's it's just more just being put in that moment put in the perspective of like you are going for this ride and you're just you're not going to be you're not going to be let out until the very end of the movie mm. the movie feels very like claustrophobic in yeah. The sense yeah of like you feel like you're being you're in a box and you're looking through a peephole yeah through a rear view mirror and that's how this movie is like Damn. taking place you know like it just yeah. feels like that it does yeah it feels like you are very hitchcockian in a way yeah, yeah. you are the voyeur yeah. of this whole movie. Yeah. while there are voyeurism shots within mm-hmm. it's like you are now the voyeur it's just felt really like claustrophobic for sure and tight. and the fact that we're there's not a lot of locations in the film right yeah, yeah. other other than like the the batmobile chase which we'll <laughs> talk about soon you're 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 kind of going through the same locations a lot. We're going to, you know, obviously the Batcave. We're going to the Iceberg Lounge, 44 Below, uh, and then the, Gotham the, PD. The where the, the, the light is. Gotham City. The construction where, building. Construction. Yeah, yeah, I think one of the things that you brought up when we were leaving the movie the second time was, you know, the movie really only takes place around a single block almost yeah. at certain points. Like, yeah. we, I didn't expect us to go back to the Iceberg Lounge that many times no but i was excited because we never great. get to see the iceberg lounge right we never yeah. we never saw that in any other 100%. movies and the fact that we did it's like it's so cool seeing that and i like and i like the fact that it takes place over this uh, the same kind of over only just a few blocks because when you're looking at these serial killer cases or anything like that cold case files so often times the person who's committing these crimes isn't far away no. mm-hmm. from there's what they're looking at. You know, there's a pattern. There's this person is right under your nose the whole time where we're looking at the Rada Alada. It's like the, like, like that was, that, that was a riddle that I think people weren't getting the fact that I, I seen a lot of people online kind of complain like, Oh, it took them so long to figure out who it was. I'm like, yeah, but the point wasn't that it was Batman or if it was penguin. The point was that there were so many different suspects that it could be. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm nobody expected it to be falcone yep right it's also a learning opportunity for he's this is his second year yeah so maybe in the future or this version of batman would search his surroundings yeah next time now that he knows yeah or look at the and like see the rattle phonetically like u r l yeah you know he didn't go to the like you know what i'm saying detective school still like a young dude (laughs) yeah who experience a lot of things and we we listen to the audiobook and how he's he jumped from one school to another yes. he learned the best of that and then he moved on so this bruce wayne still needs to become a detective he wasn't the greatest detective in the world no it was a detective he, movie but he he makes learning. mistakes he makes mistakes and i think that's that, that's what's interesting about criticism that we've seen for the movie and again criticism that's all subjective what works for you cannot work for other people but when you criticize a plot point in the sense of a character not doing something, I'm like, no, that's just that's your interpretation. Fa- that's just the failures of that character. That's not a failure in the writing. That yeah. character was written to do that. You can't fault uh, 
the way a character is written because that's like just like faulting yourself for something that you've done that's stupid, right? Yeah. You're just watching something that's supposed to be in this world and characters can make mistakes in movies. That's not a plot error or that's not a that's not like um um a plot hole. Yeah. That's just a character making a mistake. You know what that's I mean? And, fine. and that's what you have to grow from. Yeah. Um the Riddler chase sequence in this film. Sorry, the the penguin, penguin oh, chase sequence. Like, what is Riddler chase? Yeah, we don't chase the Riddler. We chase the penguin in this movie. Let's talk about that sequence because that sequence. Um, what's funny about that sequence is the way we're introduced to Batman at the beginning of the film is we constantly have different uh, points of views of different characters looking out into the shadows to see what could potentially be the Batman. Yes, right? that's, that's that's literally where I was going to go at the beginning of this, and yeah. then we just got sidetracked because this movie is so good. Right? Yeah. The Batmobile sequence is the same thing. Similar. It is yeah. the same thing. It's, yeah, it's exactly similar, whereas we're just seeing all those penguin henchmen just kind of look into the shadow, and then the car just turns on, just like how Batman would appear and i think that's so great about that sequence is it, it kicks off you have catwoman on her motorcycle she takes the money gets out of there and then in imax especially you felt the weight of this car you felt how heavy it was our seats were buzzing they were i felt like i was on d-box yeah <laughs> it was nuts it was the way the car was moving through plowing through things um the way that one truck with the the car one with the has a ramp on it the way it just kind of happens to fold right in front of oh it. yeah the stunt jump the yeah, stunt jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the gta, GTA stunt jump. jump it was great i thought man this is how you do a chase sequence my only and again we talked about this in, in our review is it's not even a gripe it's just more of like a want and it's like man what if we got more scenes of the batmobile yeah yeah, you know? yeah. it was used i think literally exactly what this story needed correct we see batman pull up with it to the bat signal later on and he's like it's like i love how chill him and gordon are in this movie, I think they're the most chill that we've ever seen Batman and Gordon because yeah. because Gordon keeps calling him, "Hey man, like, would, like he's just man the whole yeah, movie." Man. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah man, like they're just so chill with one another." Um, but yeah, he pulls up in the Batmobile, and then the scene when that's turning on and the lights are going off, it is horrifying, but it's mm -hmm. so cool. Like that thing looks like it's it's like it reminded me a lot. Um, and I saw somebody actually tweet this too. It reminded me a lot of like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre when you hear the chainsaw go off right right it's like that same feeling of like oh my god like what is about to happen right now and i love that he kind of like he goes a little bit and then he just peels out yeah. and it turns into an amazing chase i am um, i think like even the the shot or where the cameras were placed on those cars so unique and we, we talked about it in the review probably the most challenging thing to shoot because it's right. you're shooting in the rain yeah i don't know how much of this scene is cg not a lot how from what colin farrell said because someone else was driving somebody else was on top of the batmobile driving it oh okay so someone else was actually driving the car and they actually did throw it through the flames that is a real shot like yeah. that is not a cg shot it could be maybe be touched up afterwards yeah yeah but they said they jumped this car through fire right in this chase i believe that um, but yeah, the, the uniqueness of where the cameras were placed, especially over the, the wheel well and yeah. just how it was just cut together. I wish, I wish this movie used IMAX cameras. I know they use like oh, yeah. just Ari Alexas and Alexa minis, which makes sense on certain parts yeah. of the car. But like, I would have loved to see this in an IMAX. I think that's, um, a tool Matt Reeves might use and hopefully he'll, he'll embrace it in the future because a lot that of shot behind the car right like if it opened up like yeah just the whole because you feel like you're watching this this chase sequence but you don't see the grandness of this chase sequence it's very close like again it's, it's very, very close tight, quarters it's yeah very, like for you're sure looking through a rear view mirror and you're seeing it so uh, just opening it up a bit more i think it would add like just yeah this, just make it bigger i guess i think imax cameras in that sense especially because it's not a closed indoor shot it's an outdoor shot mm -hmm. can be utilized to encompass like how grand this chase is going to be right um and it takes place on a highway so it's all open it's all big it's all yeah. wide it's all tall and high yeah and i think we're so used to too with the nolan films where the nolan films are shot with imax the nolan films look very large and they're shot with with seeing everything like that so this one felt very intimate yeah. like it's batman and it's the penguin that's what's chasing them and the highways in between them you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like you're saying like this this felt very close quarters and i and i think it works for this movie but in a sequel yeah i would love to see more of this batmobile i would love to see more of 
more some more kind of action shots or just more traditional like this is a big movie um i was curious i'm like did they they didn't shoot this movie on film um so i, I was reading today that so they confirmed to the, the matt reeves conferred to the ringer that the filmic 70s look for the batman was achieved by writing the finished digital image through film then scanning it back into the system yeah. and then they uh, they used like a bleach bypass where it was was also used in the process right and we've Which seen this before with other films cheaper i guess and instead of using film and like going through rolls and rolls if you already have the finished product yeah put it through film and then and then do whatever really you smart. want to it's it. yeah. a smart way of doing it because you achieve a very similar look if not the same look in a way yeah mm-hmm. and i mean and, and that's the thing like i think people get very caught up and you have the traditionalists like nolan or tarantino that are like yes this has to be done in film and i'm glad that they're there pushing that forward but i also like that you know it's also not practical like let's let's like yeah. be real shooting on film is not a practical thing to do no. nowadays right so no, you could get more coverage you could get more angles by doing whatever you want and then use film after the process yeah right? but i think the the look of film still can't be achieved digitally yet and we know there's a bunch of programs that you can use to add like a fuji film look to it yeah or the grain and certain all that grain and all that but i think what they did to in this one and it seems like it would be more cost efficient um is to like shoot it edit it put it on film and then bring it back in right. and yeah. get that look um yeah film film is expensive it's always going to be expensive it's always going to be this is harder to get but like too. that look like it felt like a 90s it felt like a like a 1998 99 yeah film. like it, it just gave yeah. you that look and and i think that period between 95 and 99 was a like a pivotal time for films to have like that grainy yeah cinematic like look. this is a 90s like the matrix movie. Like just a yeah. seven look, seven you know? yeah, yeah. even like, like independence day has it too yeah right? like they have a look to it so you can't achieve like because everything looks so polished now like you look at marvel films they're just clean clean yeah they're they really don't clean. have I don't want to say it, but they don't give you that cinematic There's, look. It's a different visual fidelity to it, right? Yeah. Where Marvel films are big and bold and bright and beautiful and clean looking, where this is like, this is the first superhero film that I would say since maybe, um, like this movie feels more in line with Dune or Mad Max Fury Road or mm-hmm. Blade Runner. I got a lot of Blade Runner yeah, vibes watching Blade this movie. Definitely. Where you're just feeling like this is a big kind of grand opus of a film that's yeah. just like you're you're in it and you're it lost like in this that, world the word film yeah you know you you're, hear it and you're like ah yeah this is what i see this you're in this world yeah yeah it it, it again it's it's still a very hd film in the sense that it's clear to see what's happening at certain yeah. points but you're right it doesn't have that um almost that computer generated looking hd effect yeah that sometimes can appear and hey for some movies that works really well for movies like this, I'm glad they didn't go down that road because it really helped you kind of feel very encompassed within the the dark necessities this film kind yeah. of has. And we see that too with like, you know, Greg Frazier is a DP on this film, also did Star Wars Rogue One. He's responsible for The Mandalorian, the way The Mandalorian looks and shooting on that volume, like the where they're actually shooting on LED screens yeah. instead of green screen. Like that's so cool. And I think that's the future where you could actually have these backgrounds there and have the natural lighting on the characters and it doesn't stand out. Shay, you just watched, um, I was showing you the Twilight series. Yes. And it's just so funny seeing, again, those movies were 10 oh years ago, <laughs> how unnatural so many of the green screen shots looked because it doesn't look like these characters were lit to be in the backgrounds that they were in. And, and, and that's not exclusive to Twilight. No. I'm just saying that mostly because it's the most recent films that we saw and we noticed. 100%, and I think that's a great point that you bring up because one of the things that I think, you know, as as an actor might, might be very difficult is shooting on a green screen because you have no idea what the hell you're looking at and to shoot it on in a way where you can still create that atmosphere must help a lot with with how the actors can now convey their emotions and proceed to the next scene because you can actually see what is going to be in the movie right you're, and, you're looking at what you're looking yeah. at and no one i think did a great job with that also in interstellar he was able to create space by just projecting it and then shooting it. And it, it, it's so smart to do it that way. And I don't know if it's more expensive than, than green screen. I would assume it is probably. Shooting on the volume? Yeah. I don't know, actually. I, I, I don't know. But it does produce a much better film. Not only in the performances, but also how it visually looks. It does. Because it looks like it is there in the scene with you. Yeah. Right now, I think that's so cool. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is somebody that we we spoke about in our review. We really loved her performance. Um, 
we get it revealed in this film that she is the daughter of Carmine Falcone, um, which we know from the comic books. That is something that's happened in the comic mm-hmm. books too. Um, what did you guys feel about her arc in this entire film? Because she gets a lot of great moments in this movie. Wow. Yeah, she's, she's really good. She doesn't seem like she's, again, like Matt Reeves says, she's not Catwoman yet. You know, we're not the Catwoman we know in how... And I mentioned this in my review, how confident she is yeah. and like how cocky she is. Like she, no matter what she's in, she'll always get out of. Oh, that vixen kind of. Yeah. This Catwoman's like, I don't know what to do. Ugh, I, I, you know, like she's always like a little, she has a lot, little anxiety showing. Yeah. In in the sense of. Vulnerability in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, especially because her friend was missing, right? And right. Then, like, who, like Catwoman wouldn't care at that point. I mean, this is maybe the Catwoman I was brought up. She wouldn't have friends. Yeah. She, you know, like she would just, her friends are disposable. Right. Right. So it's a different type of Catwoman. Yeah. It's, it reminds me of year one because she also has that friend in Batman year one where she's very protective over and she fought Batman as well too in in year one or was it the cops that she fought in she i think it was the cops yeah it was, it was, wasn't she a lady of the night yeah she was yeah so like <laughs> yeah, this whole movie this whole movie is like a, a movie of the night it's, yeah it's, movie of the but night. she's not yeah. sure with what she's about to do she's no like, are you sure these things are gonna these lenses are gonna work like little things like that and she's also like going she's very, back to bruce saying, yeah are you still there are you you i don't yeah. want to make her that character i hope she grows into being her, herself yeah. and but just, i never but i never found her weak though because yeah. she also did capture kenzie was it kenzie yeah it was a cop kenzie yeah. she captured and i think and that's beat the shit out of him she yeah. started to grow into what she will eventually become yeah. yes this, is a, this this movie does a lot of this is what they'll eventually become but yeah. they're not there yet yeah like show those joker. glimpses right like joker's not that. joker no he's the riddler his name a riddler no yet. and and yeah. i and he's i like that this is rid. He's rid. He's ridiculous. He's ready. Yeah. Uh, Lil Riddy. Lil Riddy. He's just like, and, and I like that. This is year two. And I think, you know, we're guilty of it. A lot of other people are guilty of it too. It's like that we go into these movies wanting to see. We stack them up against other films. Yeah. Already. We stack them up against, well, how is this compared to the Dark Knight yeah. or this version of the character or the MCU? And it's like, well, you, you can't judge this yet because this is the first movie. You can't judge. You know, if we're looking at the first Iron Man film, we're not going to judge like, well, uh, did Thanos show up or did this show up? Because like, no, because you're building towards all this, right? You can't, yeah, you can't critique a movie because it didn't, it wasn't what you wanted it to be, right? That's I think that's usually the the, the baseline of everything. You got to critique what you're seeing, right? And take your emotions, your personal, your personal stuff out of the way here. And does this Batman achieve what Matt Reeves set out to do? Yes, one hundred percent. You can be like, oh yeah, but there weren't enough jokes in the movie. There, I first of all, there were jokes. There was a lot of, especially watching it like the second and third time. Like, there's a lot of moments where I was yeah. just like, oh, that's it's funny. funny, that's good, and yeah. it matches the scene's mood and tension. But being like, oh, it's too dark. Well, yeah, that's the point of the film. Yeah, you can't critique that. You can't. You can't fault the movie for being too dark because that's the point of the movie. If the movie said, oh, we're trying to be fun and happy, but the whole time it's dreary. Okay, cool. Yeah, then sure, make make that case. But no, Batman is like you read a com- Batman comic; it's not funny. He's always juggling in the comics like, that he's, I read. He's not a comic relief. <laughs> no, it's not no. like Spider Man, who nope. is a comic relief, if, or he's not like a Avengers. snarky character, right? Like no, he's it's they have to. You got to like eliminate this whole like you have to be happy. It has to be. Um, you got to add jokes to lighten it up. This is. A character that lives in a city that's consistently filled with criminals. Yeah. <laughs> people are being like, people killed, are killed by killed. for a serial killer. There is like, a lot of killing. Yeah. Like, a you lot have, of people dying. You have to let that go. You yeah. have to let... And we know that this version of the Batman did a really good job of juggling everything. Um, and adding the jokes. I think Penguin was a comic relief in this sense. Yeah. And he will be in the future. Like, he's going to be that character. Yeah, that, Gordon too. Like, Gordon too yeah. had some good lines in this movie too. Like, when they're at the Wayne Manor... And uh, Gordon pulls out the gun and Batman's like, no guns. And he's like, yeah, that's your thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. Like, that was that was just so well used. Like, it's it's humor being used naturally. Like, there's just, like, that's just naturally funny. That's not a joke. That's just him saying it is funny. You know? But getting back to the Catwoman, I think yeah. the tension between the two was fantastic. Oh, dude, because I was there sweating. Was a lot of tension between the, them. And it just it's just funny. I, I wanna see where this goes. I don't know if she'll be in the second one or third one. I don't know where the I story hope, I hope she comes back. But I think she'll come back. The yeah. tension between the chemistry between the two, Robert and 
uh, Zoe is fantastic. Yeah, they're both is very good looking people. Yeah. So seeing them together, it's like damn, like they 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 were great. They were great. Um, something we mentioned, I I think I mentioned in the review is that there's well we all spoke about it like <laughs> there's not a lot of Bruce Wayne in this movie in the no. sense of he's in three scenes and they're short scenes. We have Bruce Wayne. In the beginning, after like the intro, he's you know at the breakfast table with Alfred. Mm-hmm. We have Bruce Wayne at the hospital, and then we have Bruce Wayne going the to the the funeral, and then the um, uh, the iceberg lounge. So four scenes with ba- with Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah, but, but even that 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 sequence is like they're both they're so short. They're very you know? short sequences, yeah. right? So it's like, but when you see Batman in costume in this movie, it never felt like it never felt weird. No, like it never felt like this is a guy it in a costume. Sense. I literally saw him. I'm like, oh, Batman. That's like that's just you just accept that Batman is a character and that's what Batman looks like and I think that's such an achievement in a movie mm-hmm. that it never felt like this is a guy in a suit like no that just you're I'm looking at Batman and that suit man I love that suit I, I love I that, love that suit. it's so practical too like when he pulls off the logo and he uses it to cut things and the oh the yeah the symbol the yeah symbol, sorry the cut, the logo, yeah. yeah the symbol he pulls it out and you know it's a knife yeah sure mm-hmm. makes sense totally yeah it's a battering it's a whatever you want to call yeah. it. That's perfect. Like that's mm-hmm. that makes sense. Uh, I also love that because this is year two Batman. Uh, his cape, he's not using it to glide. Yeah, he's just using it. Like it's like also a parachute in a sense. That uh, I love that scene where he's when he's escaping Gotham PD yeah. and he gets to the top of the statue. He's like, oh, huh, like he gets scared. There's fear that he's like so high up, and then he turns into like a squirrel suit. Yeah, no you know more I mean? squirrel suits. No more squirrel suit in the sequel. I hope, dude, yeah, get that out of the way. Get make it like I want to see this Batman glide around. Yeah, glide you know? uses his uses grapple in the yeah. sky. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. One thing I really liked that they did in the beginning and just establishing the character, um, and just telling his story, and then you after that scene where he battles the thugs and all that, he writes everything down in a journal. Yeah, and like almost like a case study of mm. Gotham, and I think that's very batman you don't really see like his dad the doctor like those and, and he writes it in like a in a book that reminded me like this is like what a doctor would do with the case notes right? yeah, like yeah he, 100%. and he's keeping record because i think everything he does he wants to do better and there's a reason why he's dressing up as a bat right yeah. he just doesn't want to fight criminals he needs to understand them yeah. he needs to understand the city so little things like that where he's writing these case studies about his city it's very batman it's yeah. very bruce wayne and i think we're so used to seeing bruce wayne just playboy billionaire playboy he's not narcissistic that way where he would write a whole journal page after page after page of every night he goes out but batman would like that's the batman you or i want to see yeah and i I love how analog his equipment felt too yes felt like he just still 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 futuristic yeah like the the the, the eye lens thing i thought was really cool the fact that he tuned the signal to make sure he's getting the right frequency it it was just so cool and i like that it could uh, it almost has like the red like the red in the city like it's throughout all like the color grading and also like in the literally the lens when Mm -hmm. he's looking at things it's like has this red hue to it yeah Uh, you were mentioning batman writing in the books like it's a case study. The Riddler, all of Riddler's books, he also yep. wrote. But what's interesting, one nice little detail that again saw from the new Rockstars video is that because he's an accountant, all the notebooks are on ledgers. Like they're mm-hmm. they're oh, actual, yeah. they're not just like notebooks. They're like ledger lines and everything like that too, yeah. which I thought was. Yeah, a cool I, detail. I love that that they were both writing to kind of like you know show show how how similar both characters they are. are. Like it's right. it's it's so crazy that you know the Riddler's like yeah no we're we're in this together you know we're part of this and it's like. Yeah, you really are. You yeah. really are. You guys are really a part of this together. Um, yeah, the Riddler turns out like the big twist in this movie. I would say is that the He's Riddler's son <laughs> is that the Riddler thinks that the Batman is like working with him. He has like this belief that like you know the Riddler isn't. He says like I'm not physical. I just I could yeah. I could think of these things. And, yeah. But you're the one who got it done. Like you brought the rat into the light. You brought this out. Like this is because of both of us. Man's like, no, man. Yeah. No, nah, I'm not working with you. Man's like, no, man. Yeah, yeah no, man. Man's. Yeah, he's just not. But man, you know what not. the funny part is? Yeah. He is because he is the character of Batman brings out these people. Yeah. Right. He so be- he he became the Riddler because, because of the Batman. He put in that mask because Batman had a mask. Yeah. Right. And that's where it all like so that's where the royal gallery comes out of. Like without Batman didn't put anything on. No. They wouldn't. They would just be the mob, the cr- the crime boss. Yeah, just a right? regular crime. Yeah, and people doing their stuff. But now we're going. They're they're elevating the crime. Yeah, we got this Joker that might show up in the next one. Yeah. We have the Riddler doing things that 
that city hasn't seen before. That's literally the ending scene of Batman Begins, where Gordon's talking to Batman on the rooftop, and he's like, you really started something. And it's like that whole idea of escalation, you know, like we, you know, we buy like Kevlar vest, they start buying Kevlar piercing rounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's like that escalation that no matter what you do, things are always going to continue to rise. Things are going to always rise to the top and just keep going there's, and going and going. There's a line from, uh, you know, Captain America Civil War where, where Vision's talking about, you know, our, our very nature attracts yeah. these people, you know, and then we, we incite and we, we invite them to kind of fight yeah. against us because, yeah, it's it's like a pissing contest half the time. It really people, is. Right? Like, the, the villains want to be infamous, Whereas Batman doesn't want to be anything. No, he just mm-hmm. and and I think by the end of this film, um, I love again he uses he uses his Batman batarang in his chest. Um, you know what? Again, I can't believe the visuals of it of the 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 um, stadium filling with water looked beautiful. By the way, in the trailer, we had no idea what that sequence was. No, Where I was cave. I was literally like stunned of just visually how it looked. Like yeah. you have like this thing being destroyed by flooding water and then you have that hanging line of electricity and batman's like i gotta go do batman stuff chop it and he literally jumps on it takes his his bat symbol out and just cuts it and he electrocutes himself and then he pulls out the red flare and he literally becomes the bat screw calling like literally like that is him becoming batman being the symbol of hope yeah in that scene um yeah you mentioned the um earlier the the injection that he took <laughs> the, the the steroids the steroids like the adrenaline, adrenaline shot yeah the, the venom the bat the bane venom the bane venom. Venom. i called it mountain dew <laughs> i mean there Marvel was the mountain dew, there was a mountain dew tie-in for this movie too right yeah so like, he just injects himself with the mountain dew and then he beats the shit out of one of the riddler goons yeah the guy was undercover too he was yeah. he was just like i didn't want to be i'm not this. here please uh no that was uh, such a great sequence you know he turns full popeye there takes his uh <laughs> his takes spinach, his spinach yeah. and goes to town um really creepy too like because the riddler felt like such a like a terrorist from today like it's like like a like just someone that would be on like the, kind of the dark areas of the web and creating a, a like following a school, shooter kind of look, school yeah. shooting vibe for sure yeah. and like the fact when you see like people talking on the message board and like yeah don't forget to bring your cling wrap and yes. like because they and you saw like they had the cling wrap because they didn't want to leave dna behind at the scenes yep. it's like that's so unsettling and like all of the riddler's videos in this are just so creepy and scary and very real worlds there's a moment there's a moment where you know they say oh he's got like 500 followers and i think what's what's a lot of people i saw people tweeting like that's not that many followers yeah on the internet, normal internet, it's not. But on the dark web, yeah, on the fucking followers on the 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 whatever shooter website that he's shooter.com? on, like 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 dark shooter. That's a lot of people. That's a, that's lot, a lot of, of followers. Five hundred followers because those are dedicated people. Those are yeah. dedicated, and there's no proof that it's also only in Gotham. They could be around the world. Yeah, but that's a lot of people that are watching and and being a part of this. And I and I, and I loved how real it felt i'm I'm also glad that you know there, there was this human side to the riddler and who's also whose name we don't really get in the film we know we knew it was like from the from the prequel book it said it was edward nashton right but in the movie we see an id that says edward nashton and we see one that says some parker, parker, or, parker something. or something yeah which were aliases of enigma but i think they chose nashton because the book says it, it, he, they chronicle him as a kid and they call him nashton yeah, yeah. So, so it's 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 nice to see that he also had this human side. Like when he's like, "Hey guys, welcome to my channel." Like <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but don't forget to like and subscribe. But, but also, I love the movie podcast. <laughs> no, big big fans of the movie podcast. Yeah. It, it I know it, it it seemed silly when we watched it, but at the same time, like it's it's sillier when in movies the villain is like on all the time. Yeah, or super evil. Yeah, like, like no, <laughs> like like this. Like you have to think like. And I'm not saying this. I'm like saying this in general. Like you have to think that this is a guy who was ostracized from life. Yeah, he was never popular. He was never had friends like that. He's awkward. Like he's going to be awkward in his videos, and like like he's not like a showman that way. What he does is with his mind and the the acts that he pulls. He's not he's not a showman that way, right? So like the I I I loved the Riddler in this film, and I think that his Paul Dano's performance. Um, again, I'm not comparing it with anyone else. Any other like high-profile Batman actors and or Batman villains Val that we've seen, Kilmer. you know. But I just mean like I think he's up there, and I think the Riddler's plans in this film are up there with 
any other comic book villain who I think is just really just really well thought out plan. It's okay to say he was better than Jim Carrey as a rumor. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, very true. Where do you like? Where do you guys want to go from here? There uh, again, there's so many things that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about this movie for a long time, I know. But where do you think things go from here in this world? Like, what what villains do you think we're going to see? We know there's a lot of groundwork. We know there's spinoffs. Like, where do you think things could go in a sequel? Well, I think they you know they they have a new DA spot open. So we know the DA's head blown the fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. That opens it up for Mr. Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent, Mr. Two Face. He can now become that character, and he can become Mr. Two Face at the end of it or halfway through it. That's that's. I don't think the Joker is there yet, and I don't think Matt Reeves. He said it like, "Yes, that is the Joker, but he's not the Joker that we know. Yeah, yeah. He has like a a, a disease that makes him smile all the time. Oh, I don't know if we'll be using him in." the next and movie, i like that maybe like he'll that. be there in the next movie yeah. but not like maybe we'll see him the in the shows character. first yeah like establish this character and then listen we have a world with batman and, and joker in it already now we have so many villains that we've already seen yeah. like let's 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 try some new ones i think i think there was a nice little hugo strange uh, uh nod they did in this film with yeah. one of the cards kind of looked like hugo strange on the cover of it yeah the, the chemistry one yeah so I- imagine if you know, Hugo Strange is kind of like here, just kind of pulling some strings as well. Yeah. I he, see that. Hugo could be running the asylum, right? He could have made the choice to put Riddler right next to Joker. Easy. You know what I mean? Because like of all the places in Arkham Hospital, and Arkham Asylum, why did they end up beside one another, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe there's a grander plan there. I think there the, could be a grander the plan. The Court there. of Owls would be great because they mention... Oh. So they good. mention and they really talk about the families of Gotham and Arkham and that's a big part of... The, you know the court of owls yeah um being these owl dead people they're kind of dead but they're not dead yeah like they are dead like their their assassins are dead like talon and stuff like that yeah like yeah. they're they're like dead yeah they're you because they have superhuman strength so i don't know what i keep forgetting how, yeah. how they become. but just having like the secret society of gotham 100 yeah. percent. we know we know that like this world has established that could be 100 percent definitely thing. can happen uh i saw uh someone on twitter yesterday post a picture about an actor that could play harvey dent and i saw it was john bernthal and i'm like there's nothing i want more now than John Bernthal to play Harvey Dent he in the sequel. He would be so good as as Harvey Dent. He'd be so good in anything. You could make him a bat. Yeah, and it's fine. Like, he play a bat, man bat. He would man bat. I'm man bat. You could be Catwoman. I don't care, man. Yeah. Put Johnny Bernthal on anything. Yeah, he's always a secret sauce. He's yeah. great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Shay, how about yourself? Who would you want to see in the sequel? Oh man. Um. Yeah. I I think Court of Owls would be a great place to go. Maybe even like get some of the newer villains like hush out there do you think we do you think we see we def- we got a hush tease a little bit right yeah but do you think we see um a robin in this world yes kept staring at that kid a lot Th- that kid with the half face oh, oh no the the the, 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 oh, that, the mayor's the little kid. kitty the, the yeah. mayor's kid yeah he kept he kept like and well, it, just, he it just saw just himself a, in him right yes but he also i felt like he probably thought yeah i can make you a fighter yeah, I, I can make you. I'll be a you're daddy. also <laughs> you're also an orphan. Yeah, yeah. like Robin's an orphan. I, as well. I think it was him for. I think he's that not was, an orphan yet, so yeah. maybe his mom will die. Maybe, yeah. maybe Batman kills the mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Batman kills the mom and says, "Listen, now I your mom. Now you got to." That's you. a twist. In this <laughs> I own you. You're um, my Robin. But I definitely think there is some foreshadowing there of him just seeing that kid as like obviously seeing himself in that kid, but some foreshadowing to yeah maybe in the future that we'll see. A kid working with the Batman. Yeah, I think. I think we can also see. Like, I think what was really cool about the Nolan verse was he was able to take those characters that a little bit more outlandish, like Bane, but still make him realistic. I know Clayface really isn't a realistic character, but you can take elements of it. Just maybe someone who's consistently into prosthetics. Maybe what if that's Throws the kind of character? Damn, are you, you saying know? Mike Marino is going to be the villain? Mike <laughs> Marino is just, he's just hard at work on the next one. I'm making like 600 prosthetic yeah, Mike, body I, No, I would say Mike Marino is the villain of the or next one. Or he's the villain, sir? Yeah, he's the... Yeah. Damn. You could, Mike Marino is going to show up as the villain in damn. the next one. Yeah, he could. Um, what if it's like... But it's isn't Clay- it like the chameleon who could 
who makes masks and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. But we haven't also haven't seen him yet, even though he was what just if cast, this, right? This Clayface is like he makes clay pies and he throws them at Batman. Eat clay, bats. <laughs> or or you know be really good? Pig. Oh my god, Professor Pig? Yeah. God, that was scariest missions in Arkham. <laughs> that see you can definitely see that type yeah, of character. Yeah. But are we in... but do they want to go another serial killer route? That's too much, yeah. But I think I think well, it's a it's a nice like side character. Like I, th- I think they have to go a, like some sort of killer. Like yeah. they they have to continue a detective story. Yeah, like, I mean they can't I, just make this a detective. And then the next one is going to be yeah. like this blockbuster. Yeah, super explosion. They, no, you fast. can't do it. No. Yeah, no. But it has to continue. It has to be grounded story. Yeah, yeah. I would I would I would take like seven more of these detective stories. Honestly, hundred yeah. percent. But I can almost see the the opening of the next film, the opening of batman the batman 2 or whatever they call it <laughs> razel ghoul can come back yeah we could but i i almost see it like it starts with like you know batman taking down a, a situation like take like in like infiltrating a building and it's like pig and like the movie just starts because like they're not going to use pig as the main villain no, but, but it can start off, with him taking him taking him down and like oh we used to have a pig in this and that leads to whatever or leads to the next is. cases right. right i think i think what i want to see though for the next one is all the other Batman to come back to. Like, I want this to be like the multiverse. Like, Damn. the Batman No Way Batman Home. Batman No Way Home, man. You know, Val Kilmer's Batman there. Uh, George Clooney's there. Listen, man, we're getting that in the Flash this year. That's like, we true. don't We don't know who else is going to show up. If they're going to... If they're going to find a way to but I want convince to do Bale. this one. I think Matt Reeves would do such a good... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the second movie. Yeah, for the second film. Yeah. And then just he leaves at that point. Oh, my God. I'm just so in love with this movie. I'm in love with it. And like, I like, I love Spider-Man No Way Home and I love it in different ways. We got uh, two great comic book films. We've, and we've, and it's always row. funny. It's always Spider-Man and Batman that I feel like are the ones kind of pushing the industry forward, the yeah. industry forward or like the, the people will always kind of go back to those two. And it was like with the Raimi films and with the Nolan films. And now here we are with like the John Watts, Spider-Man and then the Matt Reeves, Batman. Can There's, I give you? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Please, can I, can I give you guys some stats on how this Batman? Movie I, did? I, yeah, that's what I, sh- I was gonna ask you. So, box office. So, this movie grabbed about 128.5 million domestically. Hell yeah! Great it's opening, opening weekend. weekend. And, it's a, and this is coming from Eric Davis of Fandango. Uh, it's the biggest opening of 2022 so far. Fifth biggest opening for a DC Comics movie. Third biggest for a DCEU film, and third for a solo Batman movie. Do you guys see this movie crossing a billion dollars? No. Really. I'm afraid it won't. Okay. The reason why is, uh, I, I wanted to, but the reason why is I think that, you know, there be the fans that love to go see it, but it, but there are people that might be thinking, oh, it's too long. Oh, it's another DC film. Oh, it's over Pattinson. So I feel like there's still those people out there. Like there are a lot of people, my friends that who haven't gone to see it yet either that I'm like, what are you waiting for? Go, go see it. Like, yeah. go. Like, what is taking so long? Like, this should have been opening weekend. Uh, well, the, here's yeah. the thing. I think this movie has the benefit, like we've said before on, on the show, that, March is pretty much it owns March empty. I think it's going to consistently be number one all of March. I hope so. Um, and then April we have Sonic and Crimes, not Crimes of Grindelwald. Sorry, Dumbledore's Secret. What's it called? I don't know. Dumbledore's the Secret of Dumbledore. Flight of Dumbledore. The you know Albus has got a secret. an episode. Name, I was going to say it's like a two thousands like yeah. comedy. <laughs> it's a Albus episode. has got a secret. Albus has got a secret. <laughs> Starring Tom today. Green. Yeah, Tom um, Green. Yeah. <laughs> go on um but yeah i don't I, like i don't i don't i don't know what i was saying what was i saying I'll tell oh yeah box office yeah, yeah i think i think it's gonna do well i think, I think it will do well i think it's it gonna, doing well i think yeah i think it's gonna finish off in the 800 yes. dollar range 800 million dollar <laughs> it's gonna make that's from us only yeah <laughs> it's gonna 800 million dollar range so yes. it's gonna do better than justice league yep it's gonna do better than i think batman vs superman did which did around 800 million or maybe 700 million yeah Eight hundred million. Eight hundred million. I think it's going to finish in the seven to eight hundred dollar million range, which will be a huge success. If, if Warner Brothers continues to market this movie, it'll probably hit a billion. Like if they really continue, I to wanted to. But I would love to see it. I'm afraid it won't. Well, let's. I I'm let's realistic with eight hundred million. When does it show up on HBO? Forty five days. Forty five days from now. So they have forty five days for that bat to hit a bill. Yeah. That bat to hit a bill globally. This film has done two hundred forty-eight point five million, and that oh, is that what, is, so. It's are, at a quarter of a billion already. Were we, were we saying domestically a billion? Yeah, or worldwide a billion? Worldwide a billion. Saying? Worldwide. A billion. I was yeah. worldwide. Yeah, a yeah okay. always worldwide a billion. Always yeah. worldwide a billion because it's really hard. To it's hit rare to hit a billion yeah. domestically. Spider Man. What did it open up in in China? 
I don't think it's open in China yet. Okay. So in a we, couple weeks, we'll be China. Yeah. yeah. This is uh, in the top 50 of the biggest global openings ever. So at 50, it's Joker with 247. Then it's the Batman. And then right above the Batman, by just only about 300 million, is actually just the Dark Knight Rises. 300 million? Yeah. Sorry, 300 million. Jesus. <laughs> like, dude, that's a big difference. Sorry, at 300 million. 3 million, yeah. yeah. So 248.8 million was The Dark Knight Rises, and The the Batman did about 248.5 million. So. Wow. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's, it's up there, man. It's doing great. It's got great numbers. Good legs. Good wings. Good wings, as we say in the business. Yeah. yeah. It's got good wings. Good wings. Got, a, got good wings. I don't like how you keep saying You got that. good wings, kid. Keep flying. <laughs> that's, like that's, that's what we say. I don't like any yeah. of um, Any final thoughts on the Batman? I know this was a bit of a different type of spoiler discussion. It wasn't really... We didn't go beat by beat. We just kind of went... There's probably so many moments that we're like... We, we haven't spoken out about. And that's okay. You know? Cause, and I think that just goes to show our excitement for it. And, you know, maybe we'll do a spoiler cast part two one day on this yeah, film. We'll, when it comes we'll, out, we'll do a commentary. Once we have it in our oh, hands. We should totally do a commentary. We should totally do a commentary. We really didn't talk about Alfred. But, like, Alfred wasn't... He know, wasn't actually in the movie that much. No. And I I think a lot of people wanted to see that because they felt that we've got circus, a lot of we got a lot of alfred in movies, great actor though. but like but okay but, but, he can come next but, but i also next think it's, it's still not, alive it's not about alfred right like no. we got a lot of alfred in batman versus superman we got a good amount of alfred in justice league we got alfred uh with michael kane in all of the nolan films a lot so it's like it's nice that this movie had almost every scene batman in it yeah or bruce wayne like throughout the whole movie yeah and i would love to see that again I don't have anything else to say about this film. We're just just go watch it again. We're gonna yeah, go watch it again. I would say go watch it again and watch it again. I knew again. it was a good. I knew you love this movie, Anthony, specifically because when you're in movies, you're usually like hood on to he, yourself. He looks like he's like the Batman walking through the iceberg. Uh, you know what I mean? But there were moments in this film that you were tapping me on the leg with like, a, and you looked at me with a big smile on your face. Yeah, this uh, movie the was, second time was made for my taste. You know films. what I mean? Yeah. So like, I knew when you were excited about it, I'm like, damn, Anthony really loved this movie. Yeah, I looked um, over and I literally saw him smiling and I'm like, what's that thing he's doing with his face? <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird expression. I've never, I've never seen that before from I'm him. I'm smiling. Yeah, I'm like, he is <laughs> smiling. Thank you so much for listening to the Batman Spoiler Cast. This is the movie podcast. You can catch a brand new episode of our show every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes and all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, join our Discord, and write into the show at hello at the moviepodcast.ca. We have a great review out for Turning Red that you can listen to right now, so make sure you listen to it. That was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next.